the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. How's everybody doing? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I pray that everybody had a good day today. <clears throat> we'll talk about some things that's near and dear to my heart on today. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. God. Boy, God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, just giving everybody about another minute or so to uh, get on here. You know me, I like to start on time. Man, that's just how I do. <clears throat> we'll be coming out of the book of Matthew on today. We'll be coming talking about some of the Beatitudes and some of those things. But the whole thing for today is to get your house in order. Amen. Get your house in order. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. God is a great God, a mighty God, a worshipful God. Oh, my God, he's just so good. We got to. Get our house in order, especially with all those things that are going on in the world today. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Amen. 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 I got the volume up now. I don't know if anybody could hear me, hear me earlier, but I got it up. We're going to go ahead into a word of prayer. Amen. And we're going to go ahead and get on into this lesson. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day, God. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity, another opportunity to come before you and praise your holy name, to worship you, to magnify you, to give you praise and honor because you are worthy to be praised. Father God, bless this Bible study on tonight. Use me in a mighty way, Heavenly Father, Lord, to bring your holy word, God. I pray that the people of God that come on line tonight will see you in me and not just me. They will hear you and not just hear my voice, Heavenly Father, but they will hear you speaking through me in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Our Lord, you are King of kings, Lord of lords, and God of all gods, the one true God. Father God, I love you and I praise you and I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord. Have your way, God, and your will be done. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop, for tuning in. Amen. Uh, the overseer, my beautiful wife. Amen. God bless you, baby. Hallelujah, God. See you when you get home. Amen. My wife is out there working. Y'all remember that Donna Summer song? She works hard for the money. Uh, some of y'all might not know that. Amen. That was way back in the early 80s. She works hard for the money. She's a hardworking She's a hardworking young lady. Amen. She'll be home after a while while her hubby is here doing Bible study. God bless each and every last one of you. God bless your Bishop Kills for tuning in, coming in all the way from Washington, D.C. Amen. Mighty woman of God. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> my bishop and pastor is on a much deserved uh, rest and vacation, if you will. 51 years of marriage. They just had an anniversary. God bless them. Something that we all should be striving for as married people. I got 24 years in the game, so I got a little ways to go before I get there. Amen. Hallelujah, God. But 51 years of being in marital bliss. Amen. God bless them. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Well deserved. Enjoy yourself. 
Thank you for tuning in. I am Elder Dakota Radden from Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. I am the assistant pastor under the mighty, mighty leadership of Pastor Tonetta Robinson, the senior pastor, the mighty woman of God. Hallelujah, God. I know some of you got an issue with it, but who cares? I'm under a woman. Amen. I love women preaching. Hallelujah. A woman is my pastor. Hallelujah. And I'm not afraid to say so and don't make no bones about it. She is the senior pastor of Restoration Community Outreach Ministries, a mighty, mighty woman of God. And I could not be more blessed than to be up under her. Amen. I thank God for her. I learned from her. Amen. She covers me with her prayers. Amen. I thank God for her. She gives me advice. Amen. And every now and then she may have to jack me up by the collar every now and then, but that's all right. I'm still there. Amen. Serving up under my pastor. And I thank God for her, a woman full of knowledge and wisdom who's been on the battlefield for many, many years, busting the devil in his head. Amen. Hallelujah. God, our overseer, Bishop Robinson. Amen. The big bad bishop, Triple B. Amen. God bless him. Thank him. Amen. So it's an honor and a privilege and to be here before you again doing Bible study. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank each and every last one of you for tuning in. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Um, there's a lot of things that's going on. Amen. Um, I know Bishop Kills is out there in D.C., Washington, but there's a lot of things going on here in little old Columbia, South Carolina. Amen. We just had a case where uh, three teenage boys just got killed out there in the Lincolnshire area. It's been all over the news the last couple of days, and they were killed by other teenagers, by the way. Um, <clears throat> uh, a 40-year-old man and a 17-year-old son got into a verbal altercation at in the front yard of their home here in Columbia. It was an argument. The dad ended up putting a young boy in a chokehold. Some kind of way, the 17-year-old boy got a gun and shot his dad in the upper body and killed him on the scene. They ruled it as a justifiable homicide, so he's not even going to get in trouble. We don't know the full details. Was the dad abusive or whatnot? But nevertheless, was it self-defense? All of that. He was 17. The man was 40. Now his life is gone. And I'm saying get your house in order, not your physical house that you live in, but your spiritual house. Uh, <clears throat> we need to get right with God. It's an old apostolic song saying get right with God and do it now. Get right with God and he will show you how. My God. Hallelujah, God. Get right with God. <clears throat> you got to get your house in order. I'm sure that 40 year old man and those teenage boys did not know that that was going to be their last day on earth. And I was just using them for an example. There was another case somewhere over in Lexington where some man stood over somebody where they were sleeping and shot him dead. Where they sleeping. Um, it's a lot of stuff. Today, something else was going on on Two Nights Road. There's a lot of killings that's going on. And you don't know what death is. Uh, Bishop was saying a while ago that horse is riding through the land. That's in the book of Revelations. Amen. About the horse riding through the land. Um it's a lot of killings, a lot of foolishness that's going on today all over the world. But um, I'm just speaking just of here in Columbia, South Carolina. We know a lot of stuff goes on in Sumter, South Carolina and different places about getting your house in order and whatnot. And we have to get right with God. We as Christians, we got to pray. We got to pray. We got to pray. And we know that prayer changes things. But those outside of the world think that Praying is just another waste of time. You hear people saying, well, what is praying going to do? People say that and all of that type of stuff. But we know we're not. We're going to stick to our guns. We're going to continue doing what we do. We pray for our family. We pray for our loved ones. We pray for people on our job. We pray for people that we don't even know. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm praying for gun violence to cease or come to a, a slowdown to stop. But I know 
I know. I know what's going on. I'm not naive, but that doesn't mean that I can't pray for violence to stop. Communities are coming together and having uh, meetings and all kind of things. What can we do about all this violence and whatnot? It just looks like the devil is winning. But I'm here to tell you that the devil is not winning. Amen. You can't listen to that rascal. I mean, there's too many people getting in arguments and then you want to pull out a gun. You're not thinking about the consequences of prison and jail time and being gone the rest of your life. Amen. That's why when I get in front of some more youth again, youth, I will be more than happy to tell them, you know, what is that favorite food that you like to eat? You know, what is it that you like for your mother or your auntie? Do you like your, your mother's macaroni or fried chicken? Do you like birthday cake and all that? Well, when you get in jail, there ain't no birthday cake. Ain't nobody there to sing happy birthday. There ain't nobody there to give you no money. There's nobody there to give you no gifts. You're not getting no beautiful, no good crispy fried chicken the way how you like it or whatever it is that you like to eat. You're not going to get that there. You're going to get what they give you. And if you don't get it, then you just go go hungry. And then somebody just might take that from you and all of that type of stuff. But see, you don't think about that when you're getting ready to pull the trigger. But nevertheless, you've got to get your house in order. You know, Christians, this is not a time to be backsliding. This is not a time to be going backwards. We must continue to keep moving forward. We must, as the word tells us in 1 Peter 2 and 2, as like newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, we have to keep desiring the word of God that that can keep keeping that in us and keep training us and keep giving us wisdom and knowledge. Hallelujah, God, on how to handle situations. You know, in Matthew 5, in the Beatitudes, I just said about 1 Peter 2 and 2 about desiring the sincere milk of the word. The word of God tells us also that it says to be blessed of those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You got to stay hungry after Jesus. You got to stay thirsty after him. God bless you, uh, Sister Cooper, for tuning in. You got to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Hallelujah. It said those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. Hallelujah. That's uh, Matthew 5. Five and six, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. God is not going to let you go lacking. If you desiring God, if you desire, he's going to give you as much as of him that you can stand. Hallelujah. Like the song says, feed me till I can't eat no more. Hallelujah. Feed me. My God, we're supposed to desire the word of God like that. Hallelujah, God. We're supposed to desire holy living like that. A great attitude. Amen. Yes, we're human. We get upset too. But all of this stuff that's going on today, get your house in order. You don't know when the last time or your last few moments are going to be here on earth. You don't know that. Stray bullets are flying. People are breaking into houses. People are shooting through car windows. People are doing all kinds of things. Hallelujah, God. People are killing people with their bare hands. All of that type of stuff. Get your house in order. Hallelujah, God. Sadly, I mean, it's car crashes, it's different things and whatnot. Hallelujah, God. People out here getting upset, they're getting angry, they get mad. Anger is taking over. And the word of God said that anger uh, lies in the fools of bosom, uh, lies in the bosom of fools. Thing that tells you that uh, I'm not mistaken in uh, Proverbs and some passage I remember reading that some time ago about anger lies in the bosom of fools and whatnot. You can't just run around here being angry. That's why the word says, don't go to bed angry. Don't be angry. You can be angry, but sin not. Don't sin. Too many people get angry and they be under the influence of anger. Then they want to get something to drink when they get angry. And that's two bad combinations right there. Now you're under the influence. And some people, there's plenty of people that's in the jail today or in the grave today because of anger, because they let anger take over because, you know, I need a drink. Where does it say that drinking calms anger? When does it say that? Where does it say that hard liquor stops anger? If you go to any anger management class, no teacher is going to tell you what you need is a good stiff drink and that'll calm you down. No, 
That's under the influence of the enemy. The enemy only tells you that. That's why it says drunkenness is a sin. People get angry and they drink, then they drive, and then you wrap your car around a tree or you go off a hill and into a river somewhere and drown to death, all because you're under the wrong type of influence. Get under the influence of the Holy Word of God. Get under the influence of Jesus. Let Jesus be your guide. Hallelujah, God. It's too much stuff that's going on in today. We got to pray, saints. Hallelujah. We got to stand our word more than ever. We got to fast. We got to we got to live holy. We got to set that good example that people can see because now people don't even trust us no more. People looking at Christians say, y'all are just as worse as we are because there's one or two bad apples out there. And just like you're saying, like teenagers, all teenagers ain't bad. Most teenagers are good. But we only hear about the bad part of the teenagers, those that are, are shooting in school, those that are skipping and cutting class, those that are not graduating. What about those that are graduating? What about those that are getting degrees, those young adults in their 20s and whatnot? What about those that do have a desire in high school to go to college and be something of themselves? Those that have a desire to say, I'm going to be the first one to get a degree in my family. What about those? Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. I got an 18-year-old son right now that's in college, in Newberry College. Amen. Out of the house, in college, doing big things. Praise God. And I pray every day for him that God keeps him covered with his precious blood and order his steps. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. What about those? Amen. All teenagers are not bad. They're more good than bad. Hallelujah, God. And we got to promote that. We got to brag on the good ones to keep doing good. And maybe, just maybe, it can rub off and encourage those that are not doing so well. We got to let the ones that are not doing so well that you do have a future. You are loved. Jesus loves you more than anybody. We got to let them know that, that the devil cannot have our youth. He just can't. And we got to it's just like I said, why are there teenagers out here at two, three in the morning breaking in the cars, trying to break in the houses? Hallelujah. Why? Why are 13 and 14 year old kids out in the street instead of being home in the bed at two or three in the morning? My God. And that's why people say, well, they blame the parents. Well, what are the parents asleep? Parents are working hard. They're trying to do the best they can to put a roof over the child's head. You're not going to set your alarm clock every 30 minutes and go check to see if your child is asleep. You won't get no sleep like that. Hallelujah. God. You When you hit your pillow, when your head hits the pillow, you're assuming that your teenage son or daughter is in their bed sleeping. You just assume that. Hallelujah, God. You're just not going to think that they're out at 2, 3 in the morning breaking in the cars. Sadly, that's happening, though. Talk with your children. Teach them the word of God. Hallelujah, God. Bring your child to church. Amen. Stop leaving them children at home, especially these teenagers and youngsters. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. Remember up there in, what, in uh, uh, Virginia some months ago? Taking Newport News, Virginia, with a six-year-old shot a teacher in the chest? I mean, come on now. The teacher didn't die. But why in the world? You already know what the question is. Why is a 16-year-old, a six-year-old, six-year-old bringing a gun to school? I mean, come on now. And all of that type of stuff. Grown folks with your guns, you got the right to have them. Put that up. And you got a child in the house. Don't be telling me they ain't got no business coming in here. No, 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 no. Lock that gun where you know the only combination to it. I put it up high enough. I hide it somewhere where you know they can't get to. Whatever the case may be. I don't know what type of neighborhood you live in where you got to have it like right next to your nightstand and all of that type of stuff. But there are children, there are grandchildren that are getting a hold of these things. My God. Have some responsibility with that. Children are killing each other, playing with guns, and then they blaming them, then they're getting on the parents about that stuff. My God, get your house in order. My God. It's frustrating. It's aggravating. But God is still on the throne. 
It always looked like more bad stuff is happening because the news can only report so much. But what about the good things? What about those that had a great day at work today? What about those that had a great day at home today? Hallelujah, that's not working. That was able to accomplish some things, clean up the house, cook food, all of that. Be grateful for the things that you have. Thank God for a roof over your head. Thank God for hot and cold running water. Thank God for electricity. Thank God for being in good health. Hallelujah, God. There's more of that going on, I'm sure, than killing and all of that. Because everybody's not killing one another. That was the case. It wouldn't all be nobody here. What about the millions and millions of people that went to work today and came back home? Because that's obviously the goal for today is always to come back home safely to your family. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. Thank God, uh, 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 Deacon, that's Erica for tuning in. Very smart young lady there, all in books she told me she'd be reading. Hallelujah, God. She's a school teacher, so I guess she has to read. Amen. And by her being in the school system like that, she knows about seeing things like that. And sometimes you can just see kids, some of the school teachers and some people, we need volunteers. We need people to make a difference. Amen. We need more men and women of God to volunteer and encourage our youth, encourage these children that you are somebody. Hallelujah, God, because maybe just just maybe they might not have that at home. They might not have that at home. What up, Kenny? What up, brother Billy? How you doing, brother? Brother Taylor. Amen. They might not have that at home. You got to encourage these kids. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Everybody don't have food to eat at home. That's why a lot of schools are having free lunches now. They're saying that they're making sure that don't nobody go hungry. Amen. Because remember, there was a time where if you didn't have any lunch money, you couldn't eat. And that was just period. Teachers and, and cafeteria workers have gotten fired, have lost their job for giving food to kids that didn't have no money to eat. That has happened. You haven't heard of that lately, but that has happened years ago and whatnot. Lose their job for helping out an elementary age child because they didn't have their money to eat lunch. My God. <clears throat> the devil is not winning. I don't care what it looks like. God is always winning. God is victorious. The word of God tells us in the book of First uh, Corinthians in the 15th chapter, it says that we are victorious. We have the victory. The word tells us that we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah, God. The word tells us that we are overcomers. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We are in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And that's why the devil will not prevail. You can just read the book. The Bible tells you that he will not prevail. Hallelujah, God. We win in the end. Hallelujah, God. We just got to stay the course. Stay the course. Stay online. Continue to teach and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're not a teacher, if you're not a preacher, then live it. My shirt here, I don't know if it's backwards on yours like it is on my phone. It says man of faith. Amen. Man of faith. M-O-F. You see us a cross right here with roots and it says rooted and grounded. Rooted in Christ. I meant to say rooted in Christ. Now you're just like a tree planted by the water. And say it's one thing to quote scriptures and not live it. It's one thing to wear shirts and not live it. You have to live this stuff. Amen. Hallelujah, God. I'm not going to get on here and talk about what I do on camera, but out there, I don't do it. Hallelujah. Because if that was the case, somebody can call me out. I dare anybody to call me out. I got it's, it's hundreds of people on my Facebook page, I'm sure. Amen. That if they work with me or whatever the case may be, they can come on here and see, call me a liar. You don't act like that at your job. Amen. I welcome that if that's the case. I welcome. I dare anybody to come on here and say that and mean it without lying. Hallelujah, God. But you're not going to find that. Amen. Because I can honestly say that 
I represent Christ when I'm away from this house. I represent Christ while I'm in this house. Amen. I can say with a straight face and look you dead in the eye. I've never put my hands on my wife in 24 years of marriage. Never put my fist to her face. Never made my wife feel uncomfortable. My wife ain't never had to wear no shades to work because she got a black eye or scratches all on her face and whatnot. I never came to work. My wife had never put her hands on me. I never had to wear no shades to cover up a black eye that she done gave me. Amen. There's no violence. The only thing, the only thing we done beat up each other with was words. And you know, sometimes they say words can hit hard like a fish. You got to be careful what you say. Hallelujah, God. But my wife and I, no physical altercations. Amen. I can say that boldly. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And especially I did that when I wasn't in Christ. I didn't put my hands on a woman. Hallelujah. I was taught better than that. We have to teach our children. Hallelujah, God. These young men, these young women, teach boys how to be men, teach young girls how to be women and how to lead it like we got to teach our young boys how to respect women and all of that type of stuff, how to act when they're outside of the house. Bless your holy name, God, my Lord, my God. We got to have these young women. Hallelujah, God, to have respect for themselves. Amen. Hallelujah, God. These older ladies, it tells you that in the word of God, I believe in the book of Timothy and other books, it says to teach the older women, teach these younger women, the, old, the aged men to teach these young men. We have to teach. I'm 50 years old now. Hallelujah, God. I'm at a teaching age now. I can still yet learn from the elders, for those that are older than me, those that are in their, their 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and so on. Yes, I still can learn, but I'm also at the teaching age myself to teach those that are younger, these young men that have a desire to be married and young men and young teenagers and elementary, even elementary age boys. Hallelujah, God. My youngest boy is 18. Hallelujah, God. I have a grandson that's nine. Amen. Another one that's little. Amen. That's walking. That's not even three years old yet. Hallelujah. That will be soon. So I got my my work, I still have to do. Amen. And they have their fathers that have to teach them as well. I have to do my part as a granddad when they're in my presence to show them an example. I showed my boys an example how to love a woman. Amen. They see how I did my wife. I never abused her. Amen. They didn't see her with scratches and abuses on her face. They saw the flowers on Valentine's Day. They saw the candy. They saw the roses. They saw us going out on birthdays and different things of that nature. We just didn't stay in the house all the time or me cussing her out or whatever the case may be. They didn't see that hallelujah god now it's up to them now as young men as a 24 year old and as an 18 year old how to treat ladies the right and proper we had to open the door i tell them when you go into a store or whatever to open the door you see a young lady walking hold the door open and she can come in hallelujah god yes there are those feminine women out there those feminists and some say i can get the door by myself and when now that the case and amen and go ahead on i was just trying to be polite that's all hallelujah because i was taught that way bless your holy name god i mean there's ways you got we got to learn how to diffuse situations amen Man, hallelujah, God. Look at what it says. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. All of this killing going on, people ain't showing no mercy. People just killing and killing and killing and don't care. Meanwhile, the jails are getting full every day. But people not having no mercy. Hallelujah, God. Have mercy and you will be shown some mercy. Amen. Because there's one thing that you want at the last day when it's time to get in. You want some mercy. Hallelujah. That's what it says. Goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Psalms 23. My God. We got to have some mercy. Bless all the pure in hearts, for they shall see God. Well, there's a lot of people out here that don't have a pure heart. Amen. Even what the King David said about have blessing with clean hands and a pure heart. And right here, that's in the Old Testament and New Testament. It says, bless of those with a pure heart, so they shall see God. Amen. What else does it say? What is that? In Hebrews, and it says, follow peace with all men. Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. My God, without holiness. 
You can't get to heaven like you like. I'm going to continue to say that. I'm going to continue to beat that drum. I'm going to say it till you get tired of me hearing it. You can't get into heaven how you want to get there. Hallelujah, God. It has to be God's way. And I will continue to say that every time when I do Bible study as much as possible when I preach. I'm going to always say it because I'm going to always remind you because we can get complacent. We can get complacent real quick. Thinking that you already got in. Thinking that you already have it made. Hallelujah. It don't work that way. My God, you got to do it God's way, not your way. My way is not going to get me into heaven. Hallelujah. But God's way is, because it says there's only one way to heaven. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ. That's why it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, that's how you get in. And you have to please him. And how do you please him? First of all, by giving your life to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. By giving your life to Christ and living holy. That's how you can't get to heaven your way, no matter how much you want to do it. Just because you live holy most of the time, hallelujah, God. What about the rest of the time? Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. I can't get into heaven being saved and holy 75% of the time. What about the other 25%? My God, hallelujah, Jesus. My God, the pure in heart for they shall see God. Your heart has to be pure. Get all of that junk and malice and anger and hatred out of your heart for each other, for the other race. I know I done struck a nerve there. You got to treat Caucasians the same. God says there is no favoritism, no respect to persons. Hallelujah, God. We can't treat black people better just because they're black than we do white people. We can't treat black people better than we treat Asians or, or Native Americans. Hallelujah, God. Or Mexicans, I have that, na I have that, uh, I have that nature. We can't do that. We got to treat because God sees it all. He knows all. He knows your heart. Hallelujah. God. You can't hide from God. He sees everything. It says the good and the evil. He sees it just like it's pitch black dark. Where it's just like how, can, how you can see me right now. That's how God can see you in the pitch black dark. Just like how you see me right now. Just like how I'm looking at myself right now. That's how God sees you can't hide. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. God. He sees it all. Bless your holy name. God. Thank you, Jesus. Say it again, brother. Ninety nine and a half won't do. Y'all know that song going for a hundred because ninety nine and a half. It won't do. What about the other half? You live holy ninety nine and a half percent of the time. Hallelujah. Well, what about that other point five? My God, bless your holy name, God. No respect to persons. I'm not saying ask God to help you, ask God to heal you, ask God. He will do it. God, help me. I have this thing with, with I just don't like. I just think that white people are dirty and nasty. They mind their attitudes. I mean, but you've got to ask God to help you with that. You have to because you'll be mean and, and you'll be a little off toward them and whatnot. And they'll pick up on that. They ain't stupid, you know. Hallelujah. Just like you can pick up on things. Hallelujah, God. If somebody's treating you that way, amen, let them deal with that. What does God say? To pray for our enemies? But see, people can't stand that. People think that we weak and that, and that see, we ain't got no backbone because the word tells us to pray for our enemies. How you go pray for somebody who don't like you? How you go pray for somebody who despises you? How you go pray for somebody who hates your gut and the color of your skin? How you go pray for that person? I'm not going to let a race of people keep me out of heaven. I'm not because there is no white heaven. There is no black heaven. There is no Hispanic heaven. There is no African heaven. We all in Christ are going to be there. When, when that day comes at the twinkling of an eye, when it says at the last trumpet, hallelujah, when we'll be taken up, my God, 
Guess what? It ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be just only one. We all gonna be up in there together. And you know what? You ain't gonna know who is black, who is white, who is Chinese, who is Japanese, who is American Indian, who's ever. You not gonna know. Hallelujah, God. You not gonna look like yourself like you're looking right now because all of this is gonna be left in the casket. This white beard, this face, all that's gonna be left down there. That ain't going up there. Hallelujah. That's not gonna be in the presence of God. No flesh will be in the presence of God. It will be spirit. Hallelujah. You ain't gonna recognize your own mother. You not gonna recognize your own grandmother. Hallelujah, God. You will all be brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what it's gonna be up there. There's no clicks in heaven. My God. Ah. Whoo! Get your house in order. I know we say things and it sounds right. When I see my grandma, I'm gonna hug and all that. No, you are not. And I don't care if you don't like it. Do your research. You're not gonna see your parents and to hug them and be with them. You're supposed to do that now while they're alive. That's why it says give the flowers while they're living. Do that now. And too much of that is not going on now. It comes on social media all the time. We're always getting together at funerals and no reunions. We're always getting together at funerals. Why is that? Why is it? You can't tell that person in the castle that you love them now. You can't give them a hug now and expect to embrace back. You can't do that now. You got to do that while they're living, while their eyes are open, while they have a heartbeat. Go to your parents, go to your brother or your sister. Amen. I know some of this stings for some people because you and your brother or sister don't get along too well. I'm talking about your blood brother, not the Christian brother. I'm talking about blood, family. Go to them and tell them you love them. Say, forgive me. And it wasn't your fault. Be the bigger person, man. Be the Christian in this thing, even if they're not Christian. And Lord help you if both of you are men and women of God. My God. Straighten it out. Work this thing out. You're getting too old for this mess now. Hallelujah, God. You're getting too old for this mess. Stop that. Cousins that you was brought up together like brothers and sisters, and now you're not speaking all because of some mess that was done years ago. Stop that foolishness. Go to your family and apologize and say that you're sorry. Hallelujah. They want to slam the door in your face? Well, so be it. I'm going to pray for you anyway. God touched their heart. And when they come to your house, don't you return the favor by slamming the door. You accept them with open arms. Hallelujah, God. And if they never come back there, you done did what you had to do. The blood is off your hands. You went to them. They didn't receive you. You called them. They hung up in your face. Be careful not to go down that rabbit hole when they try and draw you in and saying something. Well, remember, well, what about this? My bad. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I was wrong. You might not even been wrong. I was wrong. Forgive me. I'm sorry, man. Let, let's get back to how we used to be. Cookouts, barbecues, whatever the case may be. Exchanging gifts at Christmas time. All of that type of stuff. Whatever. My God. We got to get back to that. It's a shame that it is. Like I say, we only come together now at funerals. That's sad. What state of affairs have we come to? We used to have family reunions every year. Now we only see each other at funerals now? Come on now. My God. My God. My God. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Jesus, because we need it. We need help. Control this anger. Control this attitude. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Control it. Get this thing under subjection. Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you with your shortcomings is. You know when you get mad and upset, you know who you are. Hallelujah, God. You know who you are. Ask God to help you with that. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Go to somebody who you know that you can trust in prayer and ask to help 
And for not, if you're too ashamed to go to somebody, then you know what? Go to Jesus. He hears the prayers of the righteous. Hallelujah, God. Ain't no need in being ashamed around me because I ain't perfect. You can tell me your faults. What I ain't going to broadcast it over the air. I'm not going to tell anybody because that's confidential. That's between me, you and God. If that's the case, I'm mature enough now not to do no foolishness like that. I'm a man of God. My word is my bond. I'm bounded by God. I'm not supposed to be repeating stuff over the airways or whatnot, using you as an example because you trust me with that. That'll be between us and God. If you feel that there's nobody you can trust, which it should be somebody. But please take it to Jesus. Take it to him and give it to him. No matter what it is, I don't care what it is. Give it to Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Because you heard me say it before. Jesus ain't letting no strangers into his home. Depart from me. I know you're not. Jesus ain't letting no strangers into his home. So you can cancel that. You will not be a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah, God. So matter what it is, lust, homosexuality, thieving, you're taking things that don't belong to you, anger, whatever it is, give it to Jesus. Come to me. We can pray about it. We can do it over the phone. We can hold hands. We can pray. We can touch and agree. Hallelujah, God. Because when God said, well, there's two or three, my God, me and you, hallelujah, God. And Jesus is right there in the midst, two or three. Call your pastor, hallelujah. If you don't belong to restoration of faith deliverance, call your pastor and talk to them. Tell them what's going on. They are equipped. They are prepared to handle that. That's why God has put them in that place. That's why God has them there. They're not there for nothing. That's what they're there for. You go to them when you have an issue. They'd rather for you to come to them. You know I know that, Mike Johnson. You know that. You know, I know. We, Mike, we all are, brother. I know you're trying. And it's not going to happen overnight. Whatever issues you may have, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes time. You got to go to God, but you got to be sincere about it. No matter is whatever you do. Hallelujah, God. There's plenty of men and women with a lustful eye. Looking at the opposite said, looking at somebody a little too long than your spouse. Taking things that don't belong to you. Hallelujah, God. Whatever the case may be, anger issues. Same sex issues. You know, if you feel in a certain way about the same sex, you know, that's not right. Ask God to take that away from you. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah, God. It's not in God's plan for you to be that way. I don't care what people may say. I was born this way. That's a lie. And I can say that boldly. And I'm not ashamed to say it. And I don't care if this get aired or put up whatever. And they call it cancel culture, then cancel me. God is not going to cancel me. How about that? Hallelujah, Jesus. God is not because I'm going to speak the truth. I'm not afraid. Of, I'm not afraid to speak the truth. God called you to preach and teach for a reason to tell the truth. And if you have an issue, you go to God with that thing. You go to somebody who you can trust that you know that's a man or woman of God. That you know that can get a prayer through. And you go to God and we will take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all know that song. That's all I'm asking. Y'all know that song. One day at a time. It's not going to happen today. Hallelujah, God. Unless you really and truly wanted to. You know, some people say they can quit smoking. And a lot of people, they done made it up in their mind that that's their last cigarette and they done with it. That's their last drink and they done with it. And you got some people that's unsaved in doing that. Didn't even pray to God to help them. They just made it up in their mind that this is my last cigarette, my last drink, and they done with it. Now, imagine the extra power that you got. You got Jesus on your side. 
Things don't have to last for years and years and years. It lasts that long because you want it to. Father God, help me with this lust. Help me with this lying tongue. Help me with taking things that don't belong to me. Help me with this desire for same sex. I shouldn't be desiring it. I don't want to desire it, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me right now, Holy Ghost. Whatever it may be, you pray to God to help you with it. We all got faults. Nobody's perfect here. As we say, nobody's walking on water. The only one we know of, like I say, that's recorded is Peter. It could have been somebody else. Who knows? But we is not recorded in here. But we know for a fact, because I believe every word that's in here, that Peter did it at least for a little while before he lost faith and sink. And Jesus had to help him up. Hallelujah, God. Ain't nobody perfect. Bless your holy name, God. Nobody. We all got issues and faults. Go to Jesus. That's who you go to. That's the one that will help you. Get your house in order. You never know when your last day on earth will be. You want to be right with God. I told you every time when I do a funeral, I'm going to say this one right here. We all going to be right here, laid out right here someday. Every funeral that I ever do, I'm going to say whether they saved us, because I know some people in there that's not right with God. There might be a whole church full of people, no standing room. And it's a send off. That person that we know live a holy lifestyle, we know they're going on with the Lord. But I know some people ain't right and they need to know that. You're going to be laying in this casket one day because we all going to be stretched out in the casket one day. Hallelujah, God. I mean, you know, other than, you know, people cremating and all that. But besides that, we all going to be laid out. The point is, if we're going to die, that's what it says. Every man is appointed once to die. We're all going to die. But what manner of state are you in with Jesus Christ when you do die? And you know, as I like to say, when you close your eyes for the final time, are you right with Christ? That's the main thing. That's my pet peeve. That's my thing. How are you on that day when you, as Jesus said, when you give up the ghost, when you die, are you right with Christ? That's the main thing. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. And God knows that. God is not going to hold one mistake against you like that. Hallelujah, God. He's not going to do that. He's not that type of God. Cause he knows that, that you're not perfect. He knows that. But he does know that you're trying. Cause that's why that people don't know. Well, what did you do? Well, don't worry about what I done did. You know, right before I go, you know, like I said, I always get these testimonies. There's some things that some of y'all might not know when I was 18 years old. You know, I went to jail for just uh, a few hours in Milledgeville, Georgia. Amen. You know, I'm, I don't mind telling it. Amen. You know, I don't even know if my pastor and bishop know. Amen. But when I was 18 years old, I spent the weekend at Albany State College. That's a black college with my friend Dexter, who was who was at college. He's in the army now. I mean, he's out of the army. He's retired and whatnot. That's my, my as they say, my BFF. That's my dog. I had about two weeks before I went to the military. I went down to Albany State College and just did what men do. Amen. We got down there having a ball, partying. Um, running through girls' dormitories, going on what they call a panty raid and all of that type of stuff where you go, it's, it's, anybody been to college, they know what I'm talking about, male and female, a panty raid. I don't even know if they do that now or not. Um, all of that, that was my first experience. He'd done that several times because he was in college, so I'll never forget that. I was 18. This was back in 1991. And um, so I was running out of money. I only had a few dollars left to, to get home. Dexter was supposed to give me some money before I went home, but he was spending the night with a young lady. I was, I, I didn't, I didn't wait for him to get back. I just left, headed back to Columbia. Well, I ran out of gas. I was getting real low, so I went to a gas station. I'm gonna just take some gas that don't belong to me. 
I filled my car up and took off. Pew. Gone. Stole some gas. Now back then when you didn't have to pay first, you can pump and then pay. That's one reason why we got to pay now with cash before we pump because of people like me back then. I only did it one time, though. But I got caught in Milledgeville, Georgia, with the police and this and that. Took me to the jail. Now, imagine me calling home. And my mother's a pastor, and I got to call her and tell her that I'm in jail. It cost $300. You can imagine that. And that was back in 1991. That's, that's that, you know, that ain't no pocket change. $300 to get me out. I'm not going to go through the whole spill. But let's just say I called her. Yes, of course, she was highly disappointed. My mother, why they say I can I can wire I can get the money through Western Union. I told him I'm about to go in the army in a couple of weeks. I'll be in basic training and whatnot. Um, my mother wired me three hundred and sixty dollars. Why do you think she sent the sixty? You already know. <laughs> she sent the sixty so I can get home for some gas. Amen. Hallelujah, guys. So I got home later on that night. And whatnot. <clears throat> You're right, brother. It never never said it would be easy. I went home that night. My dad jumped all over me when I walked in the door. I don't think my mother was home. She might have been at a church service. It was a Sunday night or something. So I was in the bed. I woke up the next morning. Mama came in there and she said, good morning, jailbird. That's just how she is. Um, I said, Mama, I'm sorry. Um, I'll be at your hand a couple of weeks. I'll be in Fort Knox, Kentucky. I just did something stupid. Y'all see Pastor covering her face up with the with the with an avatar right there, you know. Uh, so, I, yeah, I had, as they say, the iron bracelets on. I had the handcuffs on me because I stole some money, stole some gas in Georgia and whatnot. And I got to see if I can get that expunged. I think that's still on my record. I'm going to have to call down. I hope I ain't got to drive down there. I probably going to have to go all the way down there uh, to Millersville, Georgia. But that's something I have to do, something I, something I got to take care of. But nevertheless, I'm not perfect, even though that was back then and whatnot. So, yes, I have experienced uh, the inside of a jail cell and all of that type of stuff and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> yes, 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 me, Elder. Yes, Pastor, it was me and whatnot. <clears throat> yes, Lord, have mercy. I see you. Yeah. That was me. Um, I don't broadcast that too much, but that's what happened. But, you know, once again, we all, we all got to pass. We got stuff. I got to get that mess off my record. I might run for office one day and I'll need somebody pulling that up when I'm on the debate stage. And they tell me, didn't you steal some gas? You know, and then everybody, <gasps> you know, so I'm putting it out there now. So everybody knows. Uh, <clears throat> but nevertheless, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to sign off. Uh, we all got, I see you laughing at me, Pastor. We all got a... Uh, we all got a past. We all got issues. Amen. So nobody's perfect when I'm talking about your faults that you have. Amen. So let us continue to pray to God and ask God. Like I said, you can come to me. It's confidential. It's private. You can come to Pastor Robinson, Bishop Robinson. If you don't belong to our church and you need a church, you can come right there where we at. If you do belong to another church, God bless you and you're tuning in. Get with your pastor on some things. Amen. Trust me, they, they are that that's what they built for. That's what God got them there for. To preach and teach and to look out for the souls for the for the sheep. Amen. That's what they're there for. Total confidentiality. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Let's go into prayer. Thank you all for tuning in. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name, God. Father God, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for this Bible study on tonight. We thank you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Have your way and your will be done, Lord. Thank you for each and every one that was on the line. Thank you for all those that will be tuning in tomorrow or the next day or whenever they tune in, God. If they're scrolling and they see this, hit the play button, God. And I pray that they get something out of it in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray that this was a help. I pray that I enhanced, enlightened, and encouraged 
people today in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your holy name, God. Let us get our house in order, Father God. Forgive us of our sins in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Help us where we're weak, God. Help us with our shortcomings in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Bless your holy name, God. Clean us up, God. I pray that we have clean hands and a pure heart and we can set a good example. Lord, we love you and praise you and give you honor and glory because you're worthy to be praised in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I should be coming back before you. Before then, I'll be on October the 26th. I'll be at Holy Mission of Faith preaching there that night. There'll be flyers coming out. The mighty woman of God, Evangelist Tedra Vinson, um, got in touch with me, and I don't take that lightly. I, I praise them for having me on her mind to invite me to have me to preach that night, October the 26th on Duke Avenue. Amen. Um, but I'll give you more information about that. If I get the flyer, I'll print it and put it out there. Amen. That's here in Columbia, South Carolina, 131 Duke Avenue, Holy Mission of Faith. Amen. I'll be speaking that night. That's a Thursday night, October the 26th. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate those kind words, brother. Um, <clears throat> 2208 East Boundary Road. That's right off of Percival Road. You can catch it off a of faraway drive as well. Just put it in your GPS and it'll guide you right there to us. Amen. 2208 East Boundary Road. That is Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. RCOM, dollar sign, RCOM, R-C-O-M, 1999. If you want to make a contribution, if not, keep us in prayer. God bless each and every last one of you. Thank God for Pastor Robinson, um, Bishop Robinson, amen, our, our overseer over the whole thing, our prelate, Bishop Andre Sexton, his wife, Evangelist Audrey Sexton, way out there in Sierra Vista, Arizona. God bless them. They were here a couple of weeks ago, a mighty, 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 mighty woman and man of God, amen. Um, uh, we have a minister, my favorite minister, Joshua Robinson, amen, the baddest player on the keyboards, amen, in the land. Hallelujah, God. You want to hear some good keyboard playing? Come on over here to Restoration Community Outreach. Amen. Bless your holy name, God. Up there in Newberry at 2615 Johnstone Street. I'm learning the address. Amen. It's faith deliverance. Amen. Up there in, uh, in Newberry, South Carolina. Their services are at two o'clock in Newberry under the leadership of uh, Bishop Robinson and Pastor Robinson and two mighty ministers, the Coleman's. Amen. Minister T and Minister C. Hallelujah, God. Amen. My two favorite ministers. Amen. The mighty Mount Warman of God, mighty man of God. Um, they'll be teaching somebody will be teaching tomorrow night for them. Amen. But God bless each and every last one of you. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. It's a quarter to seven or so. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening. Get some good rest. Amen. And let us do it all again tomorrow. If it's Lord's will to wake us up, live holy and set a good example. And remember, pray with somebody. Ask somebody to pray for you and give it to God. I love you, but God loves you more. God bless you. Amen.